Hello, welcome to Soul Sugar, a community of blooming soul seekers, like sugar for your soul. Hello, hello, welcome back to an all new episode of Soul Sugar. Today we're going to have a more vulnerable discussion. We're going to talk about something that is a little bit more difficult to chat about and to be quite honest, something I've been avoiding chatting about for quite a while now. A disclaimer for you before we get started. On this podcast, I'm giving advice as your friend. I am not a licensed therapist or a professional in the mental health industry. I always recommend you seek professional help and advice if need be. The first question comes from Samantha and she writes, Hi Carrie, first off, I want to say that I adore you so much. I love you, Alex and Lanka, and I'm in love with your little family and the joy you bring to others through your content. I know you have discussed this topic of your father and addiction, so I thought you might have some insight on a current issue I am having. I have struggled with my relationship with my father for many years. For a long time, we lived long distance and I would only see him maybe twice a year at most. Now he lives in the same city as me and has for about five years. He's been there for me in big moments in my life, dance recitals, graduation, and my wedding. But for over a year now, he has stopped communicating with me altogether. I have tried to reach out countless times with only a couple responses saying, Sorry, I haven't been in your life. I'll reach out soon or something similar to no avail. For a long time, I was extremely angry and I didn't want to try to reach out. Why should I have to be his parent when I'm the child in this situation? My father has struggled with addiction his entire life and I have grappled over the thought that maybe he is abusing substances again. I just don't understand how someone who's supposed to be your father could not make an effort to talk to you for over a year. It's extremely hurtful and I'm really at a loss for what to do. I have thought about showing up at his house as I know he still lives there, but That idea seems daunting to me. I know that I have every right to be upset, but I don't know how hard I should be trying. A lot of people have told me to keep trying and tell me that if he were to die today, I would feel awful if I had given up. But to what end do I continue to try? This man who was supposed to love and care for me didn't even wish me a happy birthday this year. It feels like I'm grieving a loss, even though my father is still alive. If you are able to discuss this on Soul Sugar, I would so appreciate it, and I'm sure many others have dealt with the same issue. Much love, Samantha. So I didn't plan on covering this topic today, but Samantha, you and I are in a very similar situation, and we have had very similar experiences, so this email really stood out to me. This was kind of a last-minute choice. I just came across this question this morning. I looked through other questions and I thought I might do something on heartbreak or another career question, but then I saw this one and I'm not really sure if I'm exactly ready to dive into this topic, but I know that I should. And I know that I'm never really going to feel ready to talk about it, so better now than never. The interesting thing about this is that honestly about two days ago, I thought to myself, huh, I wonder why no one has sent in questions regarding my family member with addiction or my experience with my father because 
I have mentioned it before, but I've never gone into details about it at all. And I noticed that you sent in this question at the end of March, and somehow I completely missed it, although I thought I had read every single email from you guys. This is going to honestly be the heaviest topic we've discussed yet on the podcast, and this is probably the most vulnerable I think I've ever been on any of my platforms. I've maybe mentioned a couple times in passing that my father is an alcoholic, but I've never gone into detail regarding it. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my experience and background, and then I'm going to give you guys my best advice for dealing with this type of situation. Samantha, within your email, you had three main questions that I found really interesting that I really wanted to dive into. One, why should I have to be his parent when I'm the child in this situation? Two, I know I have every right to be upset, but I don't know how hard I should be trying. Three, a lot of people have told me to keep trying and tell me that if he were to die today, I would feel awful if I had given up. But to what end do I continue to try? These are all valid questions and I just can't wait to dive into them because it's just, these are just such important questions and such an important topic and I think it's best if I start off by telling you my journey with my father and addiction. My father has been dealing with alcoholism ever since I can remember. As a child, I was part of Al-Anon and I went to AA meetings with my father. There are moments in my childhood where I can definitely look back and remember my father being drunk or having alcohol around, but I also have distinct, wonderful memories of my father teaching me how to swim or riding a bicycle. And that's the interesting thing about alcoholism. It's a disease. It's a disease that can affect such wonderful human beings. These wonderful human beings that have moments of clarity and moments of life. Moments of them trying to be their best self. And I noticed that in your email, Samantha, you had a similar situation. Your father was there for important moments in your life like dance recitals and your wedding. That's what makes alcoholism so painful is that it really does affect people that you love and cherish so much. My parents are no longer together. They divorced when I was around 12 years old, but a lot of my childhood consisted of my parents arguing primarily because of my father's alcoholism. I was lucky as a child though because my mom and my brother were so incredibly present in my life that I was protected from a lot of the drama and the heartbreak that I could have been exposed to if I was maybe the only child or potentially the older child. My brother is five years older than me, so he was really great at taking me out of the room and protecting me from any heartbreak or sadness when my parents were fighting. I really feel like it had more of an effect on my brother just because he was a bit older and was more aware of what was going on. My dad has been in and out of AA most of his adult life and is still a recovering alcoholic who at this moment in time, I believe, is sober. However, 
He did have a relapse about a year and a half ago. My brother and I flew out to New Mexico to try to take him back into AA and back into rehab. So for those of you who remember my trip to New Mexico at that time and who follow me regularly, a lot of people were excited that I was in New Mexico and they were like, oh, you're here, so cool. But that's why I was in New Mexico in Santa Fe. I was there dealing with um, my father and his alcoholism. There's really no way else to say this besides addiction really sucks. It really does revert people back to being a child when they are going through recovery. When an alcoholic stops drinking, it's almost like they have to relearn emotional intelligence. They have to relearn how to navigate life and relearn communication skills. And that is, I think, a perfect segue into your first question, which is why should you be his parent when you are the child in this situation? That is a question that I've asked myself for many years. And I think the first moment that I was able to get past that question and have a breakthrough is when I chose to forgive him. And when I realized that truly alcoholism is a disease and that when an alcoholic is going through recovery, they're very childlike. They need the care and the patience that a child would need as well. I remember being around 14 or 15 maybe and my dad was dropping me off at my mom's house because I was seeing them separate days like I can't remember what the setup was it was like weekends with my dad every other weekend something like that my father with tears in his eyes said that he was so sorry for everything and it was just a simple apology but I totally understood what he meant and looking at his eyes and the tears just welling up I forgave him right then and there and I stopped holding a grudge towards him I stopped looking at him like he was this bad guy when I look back I'm quite surprised that I was able to wrap my head around that concept being so young but I really think that going to AA meetings with my dad and attending Al-Anon meetings with my mom and brother really did help. It really taught me a lot about alcoholism and that most alcoholics are not bad people. They're just affected by this disease. Those of you who don't know what Al-Anon is and AA, I guess, AA is Alcoholics Anonymous, which is meetings for people dealing with being an alcoholic and then Al-Anon is for the family members of an alcoholic so the best way to deal the best practices to deal with a um, family member dealing with addiction in your family and I'm not here to be an advocate for a specific program I know that there are different programs out there but what I am here to advocate is to learn and to do the research but on the same note, you are allowed to be mad. You don't need to be this angel-sent daughter who knows what to do and how to handle the situation. Yes, you are the child, and sometimes children are handed a more complicated deck of cards than the next child. 
And sometimes when we are young and we are growing up, it seems like we are so lonely and we are the only ones dealing with this. But Samantha, I'm with you. It sounds like your childhood and my current situation and your current existence are very similar. I probably see my father once a year, if that. He is sober and he's okay now from what I understand, but we don't talk a lot at all. He doesn't call me regularly and I don't call him regularly. And I realize now that if I sit with it, it sometimes hurts. But I also realize that this is part of who he is. He's never been present in my life consistently. What I try to do is focus on the abundance in my life everywhere else. And I think that that's a really important thing to focus on in life in general, is to pay attention to all that you have in your life. Rather than focusing on being a victim of the more difficult cards you were dealt. Another thing that you mentioned is that you know you have every right to be upset, but you don't know how hard you should be trying. I'm glad that you know you have every right to be upset. As I mentioned before, you do. And I do too. And everyone dealing with a family member who's dealing with addiction has every right to be upset. But my advice would be to try to understand the disease a little bit more. Because I think that will help you to heal and to better understand what your father is going through and has been going through. One thing that really stood out to me in your email and that kind of stopped me in my tracks was the fact that you said a lot of people have been telling you that if he were to die today that you would feel really awful that you had given up. I don't know who's saying that to you, but I could almost bet anything on the fact that those people saying that to you have never gone through what you have gone through and have no idea what position you are in and what it feels like because I would never say that to you because that's not the truth and that's not right and that's not where your mindset should be first and foremost before any of this before any inner work begins You have to accept that this is happening and that none of this is your fault. I think it's important to live and let live and let it go day by day. It's okay to live your life without it revolving around your alcoholic father. You not trying is not you giving up. Living it day by day has been really helpful for me and my dad's relationship. You know, we don't talk every day. We don't talk every month. We don't even talk every three months. But we do communicate with each other the best way that we can. My dad's really great at communicating with me over Facebook. And he's really supportive of everything that I do in life and is really excited about what I do. And I also have this connection with my dad that I can't really explain. Like, ever since I was a kid, he was always just so cool to me and he still is such a cool person he's so connected to the earth and to the ocean and he has really taught me to 
take care of and to be very connected to the earth. So that entire part of who I am comes from him. He used to take me out surfing when I was young and one time I didn't catch a wave and I like hit my hands on the water and was like, oh, like angry that I didn't catch the wave. And he just responded, don't get mad at the ocean the way you treat it. It will treat you the same way back. It's a connection that you need to have. And if you don't catch this one, you'll catch the next and always be gentle to the earth. And that has always stayed with me. And my love for California comes from him. So, and he is a huge part of who I am. And I think that that's part of the journey. And it's really important to take a step back and remember all of the good that your father has put into this world and all of the great things that he has given you and all of the wonderful things about you that is a reflection of him but you know it's not easy and I get that no one wants to be dealt this card it's painful and confusing and can feel like a roller coaster at times there's something really special about people who have dealt with this pain or deal with this pain we learn to survive and we push through it and we become emotionally strong. I think it's also really important to focus on the effects this has caused to ourselves. There are a lot of emotional hurdles we have to overcome from our trauma. I know for me, I experience fear of abandonment, the feeling that I may lose someone in my life at any moment. There are a long list of effects an alcoholic family member can have on a person. So just make sure that you are also taking care of you and that you are being gentle with yourself as well. And recognize that you need to do the inner work to ensure that you are taking care of you and overcoming the obstacles that could be holding you back from living your best life. Keep growing and learning and surviving through this. I believe in you, Samantha, and I'm really proud of you for sending in this question and talking about something that is so important and not easy. And thanks for helping me with a breakthrough moment of vulnerability. Thank you for playing an important role in my self-growth journey because talking about this publicly is a big deal for me. So thank you for that. I decided when I was reading this email and decided to talk about this topic, I wanted it to be in an episode on its own. I think that it can stand alone and because it's such an important topic to me and just an important topic in general, I wanted it to be the one topic that we focus on in this episode. So I will only be reading this question today. Now it is time for our soul sugar moment. Today I have a question for you guys. What do you value most in yourself? Is it your strength? Is it your kindness? Is it your empathy? Think about your greatest attribute. Take a deep breath in and reflect on that.
thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I will see you in the next one on Sunday. In the meantime, definitely make sure that you are keeping up with us on Instagram at Soul Sugar Co. And definitely come chat with us on the Facebook group, Soul Sugar. Request to join, and we're over there every day accepting your invites. It is a private group, just the way I like it, so that we can keep the trolls out and keep the conversations vulnerable and just connected. It's been so cool to just chat with you guys all the time and just feel like we have our own space where we can all communicate with each other. So I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. It's a date.